Star Wars fans to this week's episode of Duel of the Ranks, a show where we debate takes so hot that they melt a planet with twin suns. My name's Brody, and I'll be hosting this episode with my co-hosts Amanda and Christian as we attempt to discover what story is truly the best from a galaxy far, far away. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing ranks and hot takes from Solo, a Star Wars story. By the end of this episode, we'll have a definitive answer on where this piece of Star Wars content ranks amongst the rest. Now with that, let's get this show started. Amanda, Solo was made a few years ago, and a lot of people at most saw it once. So give us a quick refresher. What's this film all about? A young Han Solo befriends a 190-year-old Wookiee named Chewbacca and a suave Lando Calrissian as they create a daring plan to steal a batch of valuable coaxium on the mining planet of Kessel to pay off a debt to the gangster Dryden Vos. Ooh. Well, I think it's safe to say, after watching this movie, that Solo would perform so low <laughs> in our overall rankings and it probably would be at the bottom if it weren't for you two <laughs> the other 67% of the show <laughs> I love this film there are parts of it that yes I get people be like why the heck do we need this film we didn't really need it mm-hmm. but with the way a character such as Han Solo was handled I think it, it was originally slated for a trilogy. There mm. were some creative oh, differences. I guess I didn't realize that. Like yeah. a whole solo trilogy. I believe so, yeah. It was wow. slated for a trilogy. And then there were some production issues or creative differences slashed. And then they're like, all right, let's just... You kind of see that, though. Yeah. Let's like Introducing condense... Maul. Yeah. Let's yeah. condense this into one movie. And so it was... One, I was like, well, one, did we even really need three movies on solo? Yeah, I no. Mean, you just just because off. you can yeah. doesn't mean you need three. Yeah, it's like you just killed off Solo in Force Awakens. So why are we doing Solo? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but from like an expanded universe perspective, or like someone who's like I've read the Han Solo trilogy books by AC Crispin. They're fun and awesome, and it was cool to see that this movie brought in some of those things. Like it didn't hinge upon big storylines or plots, but. It brought in things like he speaks Wookiee, like that Lady Proxima, awesome, ugly character. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Garrus Shrike where it's like taking advantage of children on Corellia and like using yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you know, crime on the streets backstory. It's a cool scene. So mm-hmm. like, I like, I really like some things about it and it is kind of like a feel good movie for me, like curling up in a Wookiee's lap. (laughs) I was bought into Kira as a character as well. Good good new character they introduced for sure. Yeah. I really hope we get her in something in the future too. Yeah. I will say I struggled because I think Donald Glover is absolutely fantastic. Um, And it's hard for me having grown up watching uh, Billy D. Williams portray Landell Calrissian And then you come in and you watch Donald Glover, who's so much so his own version. Mm. He can't be anything but him. And I I get that. He's fantastic. And there's a lot of new stuff that's introduced. But it always, same thing with uh, watching the actor, forgetting, blanking on his name right now. Alden. Aldrin. Yeah. I didn't know. Aldrin. Those two really took me out of it when thinking, oh, they're supposed to be these guys, especially uh, Aldrin, who played... Han Solo, it was 
it just took me out of it. Oh, I don't like a, a lot of people say that, and I really don't have a problem with his performance. I feel like he does a good job of capturing Solo's young swagger. Like he, his ego isn't as big as it is when you are first introduced to him, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's not like an impersonation, and yeah. it shouldn't be. Yeah. It was like this isn't the full Han yeah. that we've come to know. Yeah. We're gonna see him grow into this or maybe even be clunky mm-hmm. with that. But yeah, like the, their performances I really enjoyed them. I wasn't thrown off or hung up by it. What'd em. you give this movie, Christian, from a Ooh, percentage I, wise? I gave it a ninety two percent. Whoa. Mainly because the lore like the immersive universe like the for the lore side of things it does not like contradict anything within the star wars universe mm-hmm. and it like pulls things intuitively from this huge galaxy that i think work well yeah and it's like if you can do that and not piss off people that's amazing like credit to the i think kazdan one of the writers was kazdan who also wrote empire mm. and like the music, I gave it a four out of five. I enjoyed the music, like when yeah. he sees the Falcon for the first time, and like, I loved the love theme that was yeah. kind of throughout. I'm glad that you said the the lore because I also agree that the the immersive universe gets a five out of five for me because this movie is almost exclusively a lore film. Yeah, like it. Yep. That's the service that it brings is just sort of making this rich environment more alive yeah. and believable for this time period. Definitely more fan service. Yes. But I liked it. I mean, I liked yeah. that part of it. Yeah. I will say um, Woody Harrelson plays Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Which... He can be what he is. I, 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 love, I love Woody Harrelson, yeah. but it's also not necessary. And then we got to bring up trains. Train heists. Trains again. Why? I just don't get... Oh, I just don't get why trains are needed in the Star Wars universe. Why? Because why would you, why, why <laughs> why would you need a train when you have spaceships? For the space western effect. <laughs> but like any any difficult terrain can be outmaneuvered by a ship. So I'm just kind of at a loss for the necessary what device that a train do to you. Like, what did you have like a scary experience with the train as a kid or something? You know, maybe I just have repressed that memory too deep within me to to know. But I don't. I just don't get the need for it. I mean, it's I guess a cool scene, and the stakes are high. You know, you lose a main character and an emotional connection to another main character in this scene. But it just the plot device doesn't make sense to me. All right. <laughs> no trains in Star Wars. No I don't trains think trains should Star be in Star Wars. People. I'm not even going to debate that because I, yeah, that's that's cool. That's, I, <laughs> maybe that's my early hot take is there I'm, shouldn't be trains in Star Wars. Oh, I, she said it, folks. I yeah. All right, that's fine too. I I kind of justify it as Star Wars is set in a time a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, mm-hmm. and like trains, I look more into the past as to the future, mm-hmm. and it's like. Especially if they're hauling something like coaxium. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like trains are haulers, you know? Maybe yeah. they're less, um, they have less of a target on them because they're not like, you know, driving their space. Maybe. So it's easier to. I do like. Did you enjoy the show Thomas the Train as a kid? 
No, I what wasn't, about I wasn't really into. What about the little engine that could? No. Hmm. No, I, just that's, a bit that's all I got. I was, that's the only I was train born with an anti-train bias. Hmm. No trains. I mean? No trains. So you no. would never work for a Union Derailed. Pacific Railroad. No. Never. Hmm. Derailed. <laughs> I do like the like the create like the creative design of this train though. It's not like on the ground. It's that's around true. the cliff, the mountain and I liked the the action that we did get with this one. It's a lot of podcast time on this train. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't this though? I mean, let's talk about this movie, just a, even though it was pretty safe in terms of what it put on screen, like it wasn't controversial or anything mm-hmm. polarizing, but the whole idea of this movie that we get it, it was like, why are you signing yourself up for this, Disney? Like, yeah. it's a huge character. It's the first Nobody, film without a lightsaber, I believe. Nobody asked oh. for it the way it was promoted. Right. And I mean, the, it shows. And how the money spent, as far as like just ticket sales go, nobody wanted it. Nobody cared. It was also the first time that we've seen these beloved characters recast. Yeah. And it's coming right off of, I believe, The Last Jedi, which was, right? Am I correct? And at that timeline wise, yeah, between that and The Rise of Skywalker. So a lot of fans were a little, I don't want to say burnt out. But a lot of what Disney was doing, yeah, a lot of what Disney was doing at the time was being called into question. Yeah. And suspect at best. Mm -hmm. And so then to introduce, again, Solo, people are just like, what what are you doing, Disney? I I do think that is important to consider. Like, there was a lot of, I don't want to say drama, but there was stuff happening that changed this from becoming a trilogy to us mm-hmm. its own one anthology film it should yeah and then after this one they're like yeah we're not doing any more anthology films it's like what are you doing like rogue one was great yeah i enjoyed solo but it was just and like, then they found the tv show format yeah and i actually think again this is the kind of show that a tv show would have a or a movie where a show like this would have yeah. performed better no christian i had a listener reach out to me like a week or two ago and said, I'm glad you and Amanda are on the podcast. And I said, why? He's like, because Christian's that guy that just loves all things Star Wars and is just happy with it. And I was like, this person has not heard my opinion on the sequel trilogy. And <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was like, you know, that's not a hundred percent true. But then I see a 92%. I mean, near our score for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And I see the blasphemy that you're just... <laughs> uttering is it a good film i i think it's fun all right i think yeah, it's fun yeah, sure. but at the end of the day it is utterly unnecessary but where is it cringe or like where is it bad oh i can i can list a few things where is it bad I, okay i don't know that's a good question because i haven't figured out that that point necessarily but when i turn it on to watch it i just kind oh, of tune out oh yeah i'm just tune out. like Meh. oh that uh, solo's uh, hans performance it feels s- comical at best he's a funny guy it feels like the marvel it it feels like the marvel version of a star wars movie there's a lot of one-liners it's pretty funny they're not high stakes Uh, there's it's kind of like if you could replace this actor and with paul rudd as ant-man and it'd be kind of the same (laughs) i'm just saying there's not really a whole lot to this movie and that's how a lot of the marvel movies feel for me, going mm. in, uh, I'm now expecting a slew of 
Marvel fans can just <laughs> throw a hate my way. But that's how I feel. A lot of it, it feels very like a very safe blueprint. Not all of them. I mean, there's a lot of great Marvel movies out there, but um, I don't know. It's just there's there's not a lot of really you don't connect with i mean i feel like you connect with kira at most the rest of the characters you're just kind of playing a bit playing a role to kind of get you to the next scene i did like the reveal at the end where you see i can't remember what the tribe's name was when they like uncover themselves crimson dawn is it the oh no 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 infest nest in the uh yeah like the Mm -hmm. hidden rebels basically and being led by like this young woman and that was really cool. That was a cool yeah. um, way to twist that ending. Yep. Yeah. But still, for me, I gave it a 54%. It's Well, oof. where was the lowest category then for this? For you and for the group? For me, it was actually the music. <laughs> well, yeah, the music. You gave the immersive universe a terrible score. Man. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely what did. What the heck? I've oh got my a god! Reason for that. I too. just realized we haven't even spoken of L three. Oh, we gotta talk about L three. Maybe one of the best <sighs> droids in the entire Star Wars universe, what? voiced by none other than my girl crush Phoebe Waller Bridge, <laughs> who is fantastic. Such a great snarky droid. Um, all about all about liberating the droids and giving yeah. them free will. And I they should have stopped with K two S O. They I, already no, had they L3 already had a, a wisecracking droid. They just they just keep just going stop. down that road. Oh, so now you want more just boring you want, droids? You want I, no I, more droids? I, I, look, droids are just droids. That's wow. what they are. Wow. It goes wow. from like hey, like they have personality to hey, now we love them. Yeah, I want to like. Oh. Marry no, them. I mean it's kind of cool. <laughs> like I liked that they made Lando Lando's sexuality like very. It's not necessarily a point in the movie. There is sort of a romance between him and L three that it's a spiritual connection. It's it's, fu- it's funny that like she's <laughs> some, like oh he thinks <laughs> he thinks that I I don't know she makes some jokes about like he's obsessed with me or whatever. Yeah, and I don't really jokes. care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like she is funny yes. in that regard. It is weird. To like, I, yeah, like just like hinting or playing off at like a, a relationship between the two. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if there was like one part of the film, but yeah, L3 and like how they incorporated her into the Falcon. Like, yeah. That was also cool. And it, like it works within the galaxy of Star Wars. And so, yeah. Yeah. It, we just had to talk about L3. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, we had to talk about L3. Well, we did. That was that. So, <laughs> Amanda, I thought you actually praised this movie as well, but I gave it a 54%. You gave it a 60%. Yeah, so. it's kind of middle of the road for me. Like I said, it's not something I just can put back on and, and rewatch. It, it, but I did really... What, it, what shines for me is... Um, some of the performances, especially as we talked about Kira, um, Amelia Clark plays a really good role in that. Like you can tell that she loves Han, yeah, and that ho- she holds on to that past with him. But she had to make those cutthroat decisions to survive, and that is really intriguing to me. Um, and yeah, I really hope to see her. Eldry again, one of my favorite parts, and yeah. Well, I feel like I'm in the nice middle ground between you two right here. Yeah, she's kind of like the voice of like this is a good milk toast movie. Yeah. Even though her numbers pretty close to mine. 
I don't know. I think Amanda's just playing safe with the fans. I think I'm coming at it from like, I see. You are this movie the way Lando is with L3. Just an an affinity. Don't you dare. I mean. But like when you say like, we're going to do a solo film, I immediately think of all the rules you could break with Star Wars. And like, I'm just like, what are you doing signing yourself up for this? Then I watch the film and I'm like, wow. It was like walking on eggshells or like getting from point A to point B without stepping on anyone's toes. And I was like, if you can do that, writing it and technical aspects and music and all that, then you can do that well enough. Yeah, it's such a non-offensive movie. It didn't take any chances. It just kind of was. It... As far as Immersive Universe, I didn't give it a great score because what this movie tried to do is say, hey, remember like every like joke or inside joke or thing that a reference Han Solo made in the original trilogy, like the running the Kessel Run on a, you know, like under, was it 14 parsecs or something? Under 12. 12 parsecs, excuse My me. goodness. <laughs> My point is this, there's all sorts of things like that and then... You know, stuff with uh, Lando talking about, oh, it's my ship and you got a lot of nerve coming here after what you pulled. What you all, pulled. all of these <laughs> things, they're like, let's just dump all of that into one movie. Because really, Hansel's life existed over the span of like two weeks, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's now you're up to date on all things Han Solo. And it's like, I, I don't know. For me, it didn't really feel like they ventured out much at all. I mean, there's some interesting stuff. I was really interested in Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Would have loved to see more a show or movie about that and Han Solo be a complimenting character mm-hmm. in the whole thing. I did really enjoy uh, watching him enlist in the Imperial uh, whatever ground oh, yeah, forces that was, he was in. That was a really cool you get scene. war in yeah. trenches. It was cool to see that. I loved the guy who goes up on the hill, come on! Yeah. It's like Keanu Mooney, boom, yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was cool to see his personality. Like, oh, this is how he would be if he were, you know, in the imperial imperial army. So there were some fun things, but overall, it felt very scrunched together. A lot of stuff that I'm like, okay, this was clearly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Every movie at Disney is made solely to make money. Yeah, but could you try a little? That's all I'm asking. Could you really do more to develop the story? And before you even make it, ask yourself, should it be made? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's my point. So with that said, uh, the overall ranking of this movie, we gave it... Oof, Amanda, what what is that? What does it look like 68.67. Well, I've done my job. Pretty middle of the road. We anchored Christian down, and that's... That's it fine. kills me that it's above Phantom Menace. Mm, but doesn't bother me at all. I, I know that. <laughs> you gave that a 44%. <laughs> okay. Well, But I'm glad that we were able to have um, a great discussion about it where Christian has it ranked so much higher and, and you have it so much lower. So we get to yeah. see the spectrum of, of feelings. Of opinions this on yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that, and I will say... I mean, I do have it above a 50%. So for me, I still like it. I still enjoy it. I like all pieces of Star Wars content. I just so don't One's going to be the least favorite. Yeah, the one of them. One of them's got to be, be the lowest. towards the bottom. This yeah. one is definitely towards our bottom of the, the movies. Not for you. 
Yeah, our collective. <laughs> yeah. You also gave Attack of the Clones an eighty-eight percent. So I'm questioning that you one's as a work a of art. Right now. Oh my, a work of. We are moving on to Kane. the hot take section before Christian can continue. Darth Vader, please interrupt him. Don't be too proud of this podcast you've constructed. The ability to rank content is insignificant next to the power of an exceptional hot take. It's hot takes time. And surprisingly, look who's got a hot take for this movie, Christian. I do. Um, before people freak out, let me explain. Mm. But I'm claiming... I'm not the only one, I don't think. Droids should not have the same rights as humans. <gasps> and it's funny that this movie uses L3 to like spearhead this movement. And it's interesting. It's funny that they like chose this or to pursue it. Mm-hmm. But my reasoning for it is droids. Droids are machines. They're objects, and they're not humans. Or like, have that innate soul to them. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we should figure out how to treat all people equally before we even start thinking about objects and machines and giving them the same okay. rights or whatever that means with okay. that. But... I know that can be highly contentious because they're all tied with these personalities and whatnot. Like, that's not to say we love, like, we don't love, I don't love droids and I I get. They just don't deserve rights. Not in the sense of humans, I don't think. But it doesn't mean we have to treat droids like crap, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I think there's, there are a whole lot of things. It's like when you say droids should have equal rights, it's like. Do you really understand everything that you are asking about these droids? But I don't know. Let me know. What do you guys think? They should be able to vote. They should be able to start wars. They should be able to I'd say start you families. love the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> start wars is what I heard. Okay. Wow. Um, L3 is just such a great character. And it is fun to see that explored in this movie. Um, I I get what you're saying. I like to play this um morality ground especially when like i loved watching westworld when it came out i didn't really watch the later seasons but it it starts to beg that question like if this droid is sentient mm-hmm. what what defines like yeah like what is a human, human. Yeah. yeah 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 and that's like and that's cool that we can bring that into Star Wars because Star Wars is sci-fi and yeah. sci-fi explores that question it's a true. lot. You it know, just takes Ray. that, it takes the the nugget of Star Wars as being like uh, a way to rebel against a system that's taking power of you and of course the droids are under control of people yep. that they work for. Yeah. So, I like it. I, yeah. I'm I'm pro droid rights. She's pro droid, so she's gonna anti train pro droid. Hashtag humanity first. <laughs> she's gonna downvote you and Christian. I'm gonna upvote that. Oh. All right, they were made by man. As far as we know, they aren't truly sentient beings right now that can feel and, you know, like I said, I that that could change, but as it stands <laughs> right now, folks like C3PO and R2D2 live to serve. So I'm sure we'll come back to this. Couldn't you say that artificial issue. intelligence is like 
we all have artificial intelligence because like we learn on the fly and adapt to our environment. So if there's a God, if, I guess let's go into theology. If we're saying there's a God, are we just droids in yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm, exactly. We're all just like one simulation <laughs> no, below. We are right, made Christian, in his so we, image. All right, yeah, so, you know. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, Christian, where's God's Sims game? So, is Anakin his own version of (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) By making C three PO in no, I I agree with Christian. Before before I blaspheme too much on this show, (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and agree with Christian. I don't think uh, they need a whole lot of rights as it stands right now. So, Our listeners should just let us know. It's yeah. a big debate. Roger, Roger. Yeah, get our Roger, Roger. Well, with that said, let's go into the last segment of the show. Forrest Ghost Charlie, what time is it? This is the way to trivia time. <laughs> it's trivia time, and Amanda has the question of the week. Yeah, um, so what is Lando's? Full name. Ooh, no multiple His full his first name. His full first name. Lando's not his full first name. No, man. It's a nickname. It's a nickname? It's short for something. Landalorian. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she says L3 says it in the film. Oh, that's so romantic. Call him by his real name. <laughs> Landonis or Landonis. I I've already said Landalorian and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it my is claim. Landonis. All right. Very regal of a name. Look at Christian. You really did pay attention to this movie. Yeah. You it's nerd. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Says another guy on a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad this thing ended up around 68% because that's that, that feels like that's where it should live from a 1 to a 10. But if you disagree, you should let us know too. Absolutely. Yeah. And if there's it's- a great place to do that, Amanda, where can people... Let us know what they think. You can start a Twitter fight with us at Jewel of the Ranks. You can check out our Instagram page. And you can also submit your own hot takes at duelofthering.com. Also check out our rankings for the other films and shows as we get to them. And uh, check out our store, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of fun. get cool shirts like this. Shirts, hats, fanny packs. It's We got it all. More to come. All right. Well, be sure to tune in next week as we break down my favorite Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. Whoa. It's not the best. It's not the best, but it's still my favorite. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to break that down next week. you got to tune in and listen to that because I'm going to come out swinging. The world's against me on this one. <laughs> and I'm coming. So be sure to tune in next week as we break down The Force Awakens, and we'll see you then, Star Wars fans. Bye.